Blog Talk Radio. Maybe that was a Freudian slip. Maybe I'm projecting a week ahead of time. I meant the Buccaneers. Oops, a mistake. I can't believe I said that. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the other games, make some picks, and then we'll get on out of here. But as you guys know, I don't do this alone. I've got JB. I've got K-Star. I've got Dr. Train. A day later, but the whole crew has assembled to talk NFL playoffs. Gentlemen, welcome to the Madden Voice. Oh, yeah, you know I'm smiling. Anybody know when we drafting yet? Okay. I don't care about the draft at this point. <laughs> what did you say, Trey? Well, that, was a, that, was, that was a fun weekend of football. Yes, it was. I was saying I only care about the draft at this point. You know what I'm saying? I ain't got no yeah, thought well. in this fight, but I did enjoy the football. Yeah, uh, you know. We about let's see what's today's day. Yeah, we're about a month away from talking about the draft, so hang tight. We got other shit to talk about. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, as I said last week, give the NFL a lot of credit. Um, if you're a football fan, there there was really nothing better than this weekend. I mean, you know, two games on Saturday, two three games on Sunday, and then just when you thought it was over, the main event Monday night, Martin Luther King birthday holiday. First game ever on Martin Luther King's birthday. First playoff game ever 
on a Monday night and um, really brought together what was a great weekend of football. So kudos to the NFL. I mean, the last two weekends of football have just been remarkable, and we're not done yet because this weekend we've got four great games. We've got the Jags and the Chiefs, and that's uh, Saturday at 4.30 on NBC. We've got the Giants against the Eagles, and that's Saturday at 8.15 at Fox. On Sunday, we've got the rematch of the Bengals and the Bills. That's 3 o'clock on CBS. And last but definitely not least, Sunday night, 6.30, Fox, Cowboys at the 49ers. So we made some picks last week, and uh, we all did well. Um, K-Star was 4-2. He missed out on the Vikings. He picked the Vikings, and he picked the Ravens. So 4-2. Oh, no, no, no. I picked... I picked the Ravens only if Lamar played after he got ruled out. Oh, that you know what? You did say that. You did say that. I give you that. You did say that. I wrote Ravens down because, you know, I don't be right of the shit. At that point, at that point, it seemed possible. At that point, it seemed pretty possible to play. Yeah, well, doesn't seem possible now. That's <laughs> <laughs> for sure. <laughs> okay. So, so K-Star, I, I changed it. K-Star was 5-1. and one. He missed the Vikings. Um, train was five and one. He, uh, him and uh, myself both picked the chargers. So it started off good. Well, we had a good pick there for a little while. And, uh, JB, a perfect six and all. He got all six games. It is. So five and three, five and ones and one six and all. So, um, let's see. What, you know, is there, a surprise of the weekend for you guys. Let's start with you, JP. Of the six games, was there anything that you have to look back on and say, I didn't expect this? I didn't expect to see the Chargers absolutely collapse in the second half. I don't know why I was surprised, but I was thought the, the fact that they ended the year off, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, on a four-game winning streak, and I think they lost the last game, so they won their last four out of their last five. Um, when they got up 27 to nothing, I didn't think the score was going to stay that, that big of a margin. Um, well, let me, let me backtrack. I did not expect for them to jump all over Jacksonville the way they did, but to see them collapse, um, knowing that they've had success over the last several weeks, knowing their history of collapse down the season uh, towards the end of the season. Um, I thought they got those bugaboos out. I, I did expect the Jags to win, but not in that fashion. So just their utter collapse to me was, was something I didn't see. Okay. K-Star, surprise of the weekend for you. Well, I think of how competitive, how competitive the Ravens were without Lamar. I did pick their to win if Lamar played because I thought their defense would play well. But for Tyler Huntley to compete and play as well as she did and for really a 99-yard fumble to make the difference in that game, and honestly, I think that was the difference in the game. That was surprising to me how vulnerable the Bengals looked versus the Ravens without Lamar. Um, their offensive line was pretty suspect, and I think that might be an issue for them going forward. Okay. Not the train. Same question. Surprise of the weekend. 
Hey, man, the scariest thing for me was uh, Miami almost handing it to the Bills, man. I was like, dude, seriously? <laughs> Come on, Josh Allen, man, quit playing. Bro, <laughs> I don't want to see this team pass this week, man. That right there was too close with Comfort. I'm sorry. That's just way too close. Three points. They don't even have two. Nah, man. My surprise would be the first half of the Seahawks and the Niners. That's a good one. And yeah. It had me dreaming about an upset. had me looking at the playoff seedings and thinking what could happen if the Seahawks actually win and you know, the juggernaut Niners get taken down. Like I, I didn't I, I I didn't I didn't expect the Seahawks to go into the halftime with a lead. <laughs> they were up seventeen to sixteen at the half. Didn't see that coming. You know, could it have been the sixteen to ten Niners and you know, okay. But to actually have a lead, um so that that was that was my my shocker of the weekend and you know halftime man I'm already like okay what happens if they hold I got a friend of mine who lives out in Seattle um, actually his nickname I call him Seahawks he's a huge Seahawks fan and um, I just was thinking about him. I didn't text him because you know unlike K Star I don't text people during football games but I was sitting there like man if they pull this up if they pull this up upset good God so. Um, all right. Got to do, by the way, got to follow up on that real quick. Got to do a self-tap. If you recall, the bonafide call I had for the year was Geno Smith, and he's played well all year. They're coming up doing, giving him an extension. Shout-out to the Seahawks. Shout-out to Geno Smith for being really, really a strong player this year and getting his career back in order. Probably wins comeback player of the year, I imagine. And that shout-out to me. That's right. Oh, okay. You're done with that. Patting on the back to hurt yourself. <laughs> So you separate your shoulder, reach back there, patting yourself on the back like that. Yeah. Clean up on Al Six from a man just stroking himself. Good grief. Serious. <laughs> oh, boy, this story yeah, has turned out. Yeah, man. Okay. Um. So before you know, I, I, y- y- y'all know I'm gonna get in, I'm gonna get into this cowboy stuff. Y'all know that's coming. But before we do. Oh, you know what I did want to mention because I can. I think I think y'all got my. I think Case was only responded. You know that troll from last weekend. I'm pretty sure it was him. Sent me a message on Facebook. Asked me if he yeah, could have my. Email. I, I, mm. He was looking for my email address. Mm. And at and I'm look at like and he's like I, I I saw on your show and I looked on your Twitter and your Facebook, but I don't see an email address. Do you not let people email you? And I'm like, is this that fool from last night? So I said, who is this? <laughs> oh my God. So I said, who is this? He's like, and he sends me, and he responds with this long, pretty much just how he was talking on the show, but in the message about, oh, you know, oh you, you think you would know who this is because, you know, I mentioned your show, and instead of you just giving me your email, you've got to know. Yeah, he just, and, he, and then he blocked me. I didn't even respond back to him. He said what he had to say and then blocked me. I said, I said, I hope this guy gets help. Honestly, I hope he gets help because something ain't right. Something wrong with this dude. Seriously, something ain't wrong. With him. Something wrong. With him. But anywho, uh, a few a few storylines I wanted to kind of touch on. Um, you know, Lamar Lamar Jackson has been talking, and I'm curious if you guys think, big picture wise, where y'all sit in this 
you know, in what appears to be a bit of a power struggle between Lamar and the Ravens organization. Now, you know, before you respond, let's be honest that historically the Ravens organization is one of the best run organizations in the NFL. Okay? They do not have a history of not taking care of their players. They do not have a history of mistakes. Well-run, solid organization. Ozzie Newsom was there. VP of, play, VP of uh, player personnel, a general manager, something for a lot of years. I, I think he's gone now, but the foundation is still there. Um, but that said, this Lamar thing is very interesting. And for the listeners out there, um, the, the issue is very, if you, you know, if you haven't, if, you, if you're living in a rock, you won't know the issue. If you follow football, you know the issue. He got hurt. He hurt his knee. He's was out for the last five games, didn't practice, didn't play, didn't even travel with the team to the playoff game. And he did not get a contract in the offseason, last offseason, that he thought was worthy. He's his own agent, and he did not think he got the contract that was worth his talents. Um, and so there's scuttlebutt around why he isn't playing. Is he really hurt? Is he not really? Is he not really hurt? Is he just holding out? Mountain um, said, "Look, I'm really hurt. Um, you know, this is what's wrong with me. I'd love to be out there, but my knee isn't stable." Then he came out with this cryptic thing about you got to appreciate things, blah blah. blah. I'm not going to read it, but so I'm just wondering. Is, is, is the problem with Lamar, is the problem with the Ravens organization, is it somewhere in the middle? I'm curious you guys' thoughts on it. I gave you the background. I think you guys already knew it, but if you didn't, there it goes. Um, I'm going to start with K-Star because, you know, this is your division. You, you know, you follow these, this division probably closer than all of us. Uh, what do you think? I, I think it's – I don't know. I think it's more – or Ravens thing. Look, I mean the Ravens. They are a good organization, but they, they kind of this contract situation play to its final course. I said Lamar to be fair, but I, I think that Lamar was deserving of a you know a max contract given how the market is structured to where essentially if you're you know basically a top seven, top ten quarterback, the way it works is you pretty much get the max offer of the market. That's just how the market's set. And they didn't provide that for Lamar. And I think, um, obviously, Lamar put a very safe towards the end of the year with his injury. As I think he should. I don't think it's a knock on Lamar. I think that, obviously, there's friction between the two, and it's unresolved because the Ravens, you know, kind of let it play into that situation. That's a risk they took as an organization as well. I think it's more of a Ravens thing, honestly. I think there's some blame to go on both sides. It could have been handled better, for sure. I'm not really sure what the public comments are about. I mean, Lamar made his point already. Um, but I, I do think that it's more, if I had to pick one, it's more to do with the Ravens, just not, you know, making that contract extension and offer earlier. I'm going to be honest with you, though. I don't have a whole lot to add to this. <laughs> I just don't. I think Lamar is considered a very dynamic quarterback, but once you get injured, man, it makes it very difficult. The other part is, you know, is primary primary runner. I believe he can throw the ball. It'll progress over time. But when you get injured, you don't have an agent. It makes this process really hard. It just does. So I hope he get what he deserves. But, man, it's, it's a tough you, spot for him to be in. Do you side with his not playing? Um, 
Absolutely. I feel like if you injure, you injured, man. Right. I mean, I'm a, okay. I, I will, I will sign a player until, until proven otherwise. Same question. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat as, uh, as train. I think that, um, with the player that is, we're talking about a former MVP and, um, and, and still entering now entering his prime. He's not, I don't even think he's hit it yet. He's, he's just getting into it now. And when you've got that kind of a player and the offense is catered to him and, and built around him, and they're still trying to get more weapons of obviously trying to improve the team on the offensive side. I think this was an issue that was, had been brewing for quite some time and it just reached a boiling point for him. Um, he should have had his contract already. And, and he's still feeling as though he's got to prove himself. A lot of the naysayers, there's always a yeah, but with them. Yeah, but this, yeah, but that. So I'm not a fan of, of things getting out in public. I think that some things need to be kept behind closed doors. But this is one area where I feel is an exception because he should have had his bag by now, and he's still got to prove his, his value. And uh, I think he's already proven his value uh, beyond measure. So, yeah, I side with, with Lamar on this one. T, T, let me add one more thing before you, before you, before you give your spill. Well, then I would say one reason I would side with, side with Lamar on this is there was, a, there was a quarterback who was really dynamic with his legs and everything, and he came back, and it was even reported he rushed himself back, and that was RG3, and his career went downhill from that. So if a player feel like they, they hurt, they cannot be what they were, before uh, that they need more time to heal outside with the player that dude needs his legs uh, you know next time i want you to have a position i don't want you to just not speak on a topic train that's, that's what are you talking about that's sarcasm oh that part <laughs> yeah you know what i'm saying um <laughs> Train stole my thunder. In between uh, bites, man, I'm hungry. Yeah, train stole my thunder. I, I was um, I was surprised to hear RG three say if you know it's playoffs, put a brace on and go play. And I'm thinking, isn't that what you did? And ain't that why your career's over? You know, like, yeah. I mean, there's similar. I think I think Lamar's a little bigger, but the play style is very similar, and it is it is without question that Lamar that um, RG three was never the same again even though he did come back and play he was a backup actually for Lamar and, and the Ravens a couple of years ago. Um, but it's pretty clear that his you know, reason he's not playing today is because, you know, that, that knee. And if he were to get the wrong kind of hit, you know, and with stuff we see going on in the NFL, why risk it? You know, made your money. You got a nice career on, on uh, ESPN now. I think he's, yeah, he's on ESPN now. Um, and yet he was the one saying, put a brace on and go play. Um, I am I am generally with you guys. Um, I like the Ravens organization. And I always believe that an employer has the right to do as they please because they're the employer. But at the same time, this dude has did everything to prove that he is worthy of a upper level deal, you know, upper level of Russell Wilson upper level of Aaron Rodgers. He's proven that he's in that conversation. I think that the Deshaun Watson deal was just, that's just, that's just crazy. Quarterbacks don't get that. I mean, he got it good for him, but you know, that's not going to be, that's not good. We're not going to see a lot of $230 million guaranteed contracts, but you know, could, should Lamar be getting, you know, I think they offered him 138 million guaranteed. 
you know, should he be up 175, 180, up around where Russell and all them go? Absolutely. And so whether he's faking it or not, or whether he's, you know, um, making the decision to protect himself, I got no problem with it because they're not going to protect you, you know. And, hey, y'all learn a lesson. It is pretty clear that the Ravens had a shot to beat the Bengals if Lamar played. Hey, they had a shot to beat the Bengals with the backup. So imagine Lamar playing. So this team is ready to win. So pay the man his money. Pay the man. You know what I mean? It's like, are we in the twilight zone? Like, you know, Train went through it in Chicago. Now he's finally got a quarterback. Um, Hell yeah, um, bro. Say it again. Train went through it in Chicago, and now he's got a quarterback. Um, In in case y'all didn't hear me, (laughs) Train went through it in Chicago, and now he's got a quarterback. Um, K-Star. Going through some growing pains without the Hall of Famer Ben Roethlisberger, he might have a quarterback now. He's still they're still not sure, but maybe yes, he might have a quarterback. Cowboys showing signs, showing signs. Yeah, Cowboys. You know, Dak went down, and you know, okay, we got Cooper Rush this year, and Cooper Rush played well, but previously to Cooper Rush, we, we probably had about six quarterbacks come through that couldn't play. You know what I mean? Like quarterbacks are not easy to get. This is not. And so you got a guy that can get it done at a high level, MVP level, pay the man. Because I'm going to tell you what, I'm going to tell you what, you can franchise him next year and make him play one more year, and then you kiss him goodbye. Because somebody's going to give him $250 million the following year. Book it. Book it. So they better come up and get, you franchise him, but then give him a deal. Remember I said it here first. If you don't give him his money and you franchise him next year, He's gone. If you can't franchise him again the following year, he's gone. Mark my words. Gone. So, obviously, we, we know what happened Monday night. And before we talk about it a little bit, because I do want to get on to the picks. Um, well, I know, hold on on the Monday night. We'll get to that in, in, in a second. Aaron Rodgers. Can I, just, can, I ask, can I just ask this question? And I know, one, I know at least one person is going to agree with me. Is anybody on this call as sick of Aaron Rodgers as I am? No. Oh, uh, welcome to the party. <laughs> yeah. I, I, and I knew, I knew Train, you'd be the first one to say, ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean. Fuck like your dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was good. That was good, Jay. That was good. That was good. That was good. You got me. My mouth was open. You got me. You got me. Um. No. <laughs> I I don't always agree with Keyshawn Johnson, okay? There are times that I agree with him. There are times that I don't. I appreciate the fact that he speaks his mind. He says what he means. He means what he says. But there's certain times I'm just like, Keyshawn, you know what you're talking about. Other times I'm like, you know, Keyshawn, that was pretty good. He said, and, and, and something to the effect of, what is it to think about? You either going to play or you're not going to play, okay? Do you need a week or two after the end of the season? Maybe go on vacation for the – okay, that's reasonable. But this dragging it out. You know, for weeks, for months, what was what? Either you want to play or you don't. He goes, I played. I knew when I was done, I was done. I had, it was it. I was done. Yep, I can't do this no more. I wanted to do it. My mind telling me yes, but my body is saying hell no. Right? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and so, like, what is it with the? What is it with the? You know, you know, it, uh, it just. 
he, he over-talented quarterback, over-talented. A lot of fun during the season. A lot of fun when they were winning and we were looking at us now. And, hey, that was fun. It was good drama, you know, nice storyline, and then they shit the bed against uh, Detroit. Okay, great. Season's over. You're done. You're done. What is it with the, uh, you know, I just got to think about it. And, you know, and, and then, and then am, I wrong, am I wrong? He comes out and he says, I think I can win another MVP. Oh, my God. Is that what you're playing for? You playing for MVPs? You playing for Super Bowls? I'm sorry. Did I miss something? I don't know. Uh, Train, I'm going to let you go on this one because I know you can't stand the guy. Am I, what, am I, what am I missing? Man, the dude's a me guy. He's always been a me guy. And, yeah, he's going to take his time. He's going to do, do what Brett Favre taught him to do. Yeah. Hey, take your time to decide <laughs> what you should do with your career. You ain't you the man here. You own Green Bay. Yeah, you you own the cheeseheads. It's you know that dude there is is completely full of himself. So I'm still relishing the fact that Detroit got in that ass. Way to go! They still did. That was awesome. They still did. Mm. They still did. Mm-hmm. Like 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 little big brothers say, like tissue paper. <laughs> he disrespected. He disrespected Detroit too. I don't know if you guys remember, like a couple mm-hmm. weeks prior to it, when they inter- the reporter asked him, you know, uh, you know, you have a tough. They said you had a tough road. You know, you have these three main teams are over five hundred. And they said, well, the last one, we'll see if they're over five hundred. I'm paraphrasing. Over five hundred uh, at the end of the year. Talk about Detroit. Well, motherfucker, that happened. You were the one who under five hundred. <laughs> Nice. Humble pie, bro. Yeah. 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 Sorry to the kids. Uh, on, the same, on the same level, what – and he hasn't said much either. And his game was just Monday, so we can cut him a little slack. Um, you know, I'm going to go first on this one, honestly, and then I'm curious you guys' thoughts. I've never been a, a lover or even a liker of Tom Brady. Never. I respect him because for quarterbacks, he's the GOAT, and it ain't close. So I respect what he's done for the game. I respect his longevity. I expect his Michael Jordan level will to win. I respect the fact that when he had enough in in, uh, New England, he left and went to Tampa and then won another Super Bowl. You know, I I respect it. I did. I respect the fact that he retired and 40 days later realized that he wanted to keep playing. I don't got a problem with that, you know? Um, but I said it, and I know I've said it before, and K-Star gives me a hard time, and I said it again this year, and I said, you know, I feel it this time, and maybe he'll make a, maybe he'll make a liar out of me. But I don't think he did. I, I, I enjoyed watching the Cowboys annihilate the Bucks. I enjoyed every last second of it. I did not enjoy seeing one of the faces of the league 23-year veteran, the GOAT, looking like, looking worse than MJ did at 40 in Washington. That was not fun. You know, they, they, they just the interception in the red zone after they said he hadn't done that in four years and just the bad throws and the yips in the pocket because Micah was all up, what'd you say, Jay, in that ass like tissue? That was Micah Parsons, all in that ass. It was very evident to anybody that knows anything about football, Tom Brady don't want to get hit. 
And, hey, he's 45 years old. His body ain't young anymore. I get it. But, bruh, it is time. Yes, you can still throw the ball. Got it. You, you, you threw 66 passes. You threw, you know, over 5,000 yards. You, I get it. But you're not the same, and it's not even close. You don't want to get hit. You don't have the same level of confidence. And even if you went to a team that was stacked, I just – this isn't even three or four years ago when you went to Tampa Bay. It is time, Tom Brady. It is time to pack up and say goodbye. And it's been great. You played for 23 years. Man, it's been great. And we may, in our lifetime, we may never see another Tom Brady. I know Burrow is coming and Mahomes and Allen. And, hey, I get it. But Brady's special. He's special. I want to remember why we made him a four horseman. He ain't a four horseman today. And I say that with all due respect. He would not be the guy I would give the ball to two minutes ago. Sorry. Not going to happen. I have no faith. Zero in Tom Brady today. But for a long time, he was the face of the four horsemen. He was the guy. He was the man. He was the one if you played. You didn't want him on the other side of the field with two minutes to go and two timeouts, and they're down by six points. You didn't want to see Tom Brady. And you just knew he was coming in off the sideline, and, and everyone knew. Peyton Manning knew. Drew Brees knew. Ben Roethlisberger knew. Aaron Rodgers knew. Everybody knew that Tom Brady was going to come in and win the game. And more times than not, that's exactly what he did for a very long time. Tom, it's over. Thank you for the memories. Do yourself a favor. Retire. Go take your $375 million contract with Fox. Get in the booth and see if you can do better than Tony Romo or Troy Aikman, your, your, your predecessors. But let it go, Tom. Let it go. I said a lot. been thinking about this for two days. Anybody have anything to add, or does any of you guys disagree? Nope. Um, yeah, I do. I mean, time? no, it's not. Oops. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. Um, Tom Brady's still a horseman, okay? Because he's he's certainly led comebacks. He's still, what he had like 28 touchdowns, nine picks. I mean, he wasn't the same player, but he's still a good, competent quarterback. You know, is he was he still at an elite level? No, he didn't play at an elite level this year, but was he still good? Yes. Here's the thing, though. Like, it's if he retires, it should be for, like, because he wants his family back. If he doesn't want to do that, if he really insists on playing, he needs to put himself in a situation where he has a very good offensive line because you're right. You're absolutely right. He does not want to take hits. It is beyond obvious. He also looks really, really skinny, like too skinny. Um, but when I look at Brady this year, I mean, he didn't trust that offensive line, and the offensive line was really bad. So I think he can play a lot better, again, in a competent situation, whether that's San Francisco or maybe the New York Jets. He, If he does play, he needs to go to a situation like that because I agree in, in part that uh, he isn't the same player he was. But he's still capable of more than he showed this year simply because – he needs a circumstance that can allow him to unlock his his potential. He, he needs help. He's not a player that can carry a franchise. He needs help. And I think if he were to go to San Fran or New York Jets, he would be uh, better served to do so and be a better player than we saw this year. I don't think it's I don't think it's I don't think it's over for him as a player in this league. He's still much better than many starters throughout the NFL. 
but K Star, you your your point leading up to all that really helped signal that it should be the end for him. I mean, you just said he he looks skinny. You said he needs an ideal situation. He doesn't like to get hit. I mean, no quarterback one likes to get hit. Let's start right there. Number two, he's not an elite quarterback anymore. He's still very good. But when you think about the level of play you've been at and you know you've come down at some point, do I continue to milk this cow or realize there's nothing left in these others? I'm done. The, the ideal situation that you're talking about, number one, chances are they don't even need a quarterback. And number two, if they do, because the offensive line is stout, remember, offensive lines unfortunately get hurt. T and I know all about it with the Cowboys. We thought we had the line of the century. Then Tyron Smith goes down, and now we've got other holes to, to plug. On paper, before a season starts, everybody's at their healthiest. Once the season starts, you don't know what's going to happen. And experience that just this past season in Tampa Bay when Jensen went down in center, then he had somebody else go down, and it was plug and play. You can add Aaron Rodgers Green Bay, not having um, Bakhtiari at left tackle, see how he had his up and down year. So the ideal situation that you always look for is almost fool's gold, especially when you're going to be 46 years old, and your arm is your best asset that you have, but your legs, you never really had legs to begin with. You have the, the, the mindset and obviously the, the football IQ to get the ball from point A to point B, but if your offensive line has one injury and all it takes is one injury, you're almost back to square one again. Train, did you have anything to ask? Man, way to kick their ass on Monday, bro. <laughs> 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 Dude. I just want to say one thing before I jump on the we kick their ass bandwagon. K-Star, I appreciate your thoughts, but you had a quarterback who's going to the Hall of Fame, and looking back on it, do you, do you wish he had maybe not played that last year? Uh, that's tough because it's sentimental. Um, Take the emotion out of it. He, he led us to the playoffs. I mean, he wasn't the same player. That's for sure. Did he look so, like the Hall of Famer that you No, had? no, no. He didn't. He didn't. He looked like so, he shelled himself. Honestly, the last, right. last two years, he probably could have right. retired. He, he probably should so, have retired. It was more. Why should Brady risk look? He doesn't look terrible, but we all agree he doesn't no. look the same. Why come back and risk looking even worse? He has nothing left to prove. He's 45 years old, seven Super oh, Bowl wins, 10 appearances, five MVPs, every record in the book. There's nothing left to prove except coming back and looking like crap next season. What's more likely? I think the risk is higher. I think the risk is higher than the reward. I agree. Right. Thank you. What's more likely? That Brady finds the ideal situation, the perfect – Jay said it, all for no quarterback wants to hit. So we, we've got to find the ideal situation to pencil him in with the perfect offensive line, weapons everywhere, and a stout defense. And let's yeah. take 46-year-old Tom Brady in there and see if he's got enough left to make one more run. Or he goes somewhere and looks average to mediocre again, has a crappy year, throws for 5,000 yards, 20 interceptions, and then retires a shell of himself. I think it's more likely that we get the latter than the former. Why risk it? You got nothing left to prove. And you got $375 million sitting on the table waiting for you. <laughs> yeah. Bruh. Yeah. Mm. I, I, but anyway. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, if I were Brady, I'd make that. I would retire personally. Yeah, I yeah. It's time to hang it up. It's time to hang it up. There's nothing there, dog. And there's a chance that we will always be the team that sent them into retirement. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, look. You know, it was a great weekend, a lot of games. I have one problem. I actually have a few problems. One problem is, you know, all of the people on TV that said the Cowboys didn't have a chance, they were going to be one and done. They, the Cowboys do Cowboy things. The Cowboys can't handle the spotlight. The Cowboys can't handle the pressure. Dak is an interception machine. The Cowboys aren't as good as we thought they were. Look at what they did against Washington. Commissioner T, after the Washington loss, go to my Facebook page. Look at my post. I said, and I quote, Dallas will beat Tampa Bay. Book it. That's what I said. Right after that atrocious performance. I had hate not only from people. I got hate from my own family. My own cousins was hating on me. You know what I find amazing? I'll I'll say this more more to JB, but to all of y'all. What I find amazing is that all of the haters were awfully quiet. Monday night and Tuesday morning. All of the people that said we can't win with Dak Prescott, the so-called Cowboy fans, they were quiet. All of the Cowboy haters that said the Cowboys will be one and done were quiet. All of the people that said Tom Brady is 7-0 against Dallas, and he's got Dallas's number, and, you know, and it's over. Did y'all see Dallas against Washington? Oh, they got nothing left. They're overrated. They're overhyped. Their, their general manager sucks. Their coach is, wa- is washed up. Da, da, da. I heard it all. I heard it all. Where y'all at? Dude that wanted to bet me. Dude wanted to bet me on the game. I said, I don't bet, bro. It's not my thing. Where you at, bro? I ain't want, I'm not saying we, you know, you, I don't, you don't owe me nothing. But how come you ain't got nothing to say? I don't even get a GG like in Madden, right? K-Star, good game. I don't even get that. I don't even get a good game. <laughs> All y'all out there running your mouth. All y'all talked about Dallas. All heard it all week. And we not only won, we annihilated them. We destroyed them. Only issue that night was, I don't know what happened to Brett Money Maher. It is what it is. That dude. Turned out not to matter. Um, But I do want to ask y'all this. In wake of the annihilation, in wake of the destruction of Tampa Bay, sending Tampa Bay and Tom Brady home. Ryan Jensen is back. So what? Tyler Biotis was back. Our center. What? So was Hankins. Held uh, uh, Fournette. Fournette carried about nine times, had like 12 yards or some shit. Playoff Lenny. Walk around with his playoff Lenny shirt. Oh, and Mike Evans. They're simple. They're a simple team. How'd that, how'd that work out for you, Mr. Evans? How'd that work out for you? Simple team. Huh? Simple team shut you down. Trey Von Diggs shut you down. And, oh, Mr. Micah, Mr. Micah, Mr. Micah, Mr. He's not LT. He's not this. Boast is the MVP. Blah, blah, blah. Miles Garrett. Blah, blah, blah. Maybe they are. Maybe they did have a better season. Well, Micah was all in that ass. But I say that to say, um, start with JB. I'm curious your thoughts. I have thoughts, but I'm curious your thoughts. We all saw what happened. Brett Maher missed four extra points in a row, and if you go to the Washington game, he missed five in a row. 
and then he made the last one. Okay. The big question is, what should Dallas do about the kicking situation going into San Francisco? JB, what do you? What would you do if you were in the position to make the decision? What would you do? Ooh, I would, and I've gone back and forth over the last less than forty-eight hours. I was pretty pissed to see five straight kicks in a row missed. Um, I'm hoping maybe he just had to had a BM or something that didn't go well. I don't know what it was. Had the yips, anything, but I would. I would honestly do what the Cowboys just did, sign an insurance policy to the practice squad. Um, Looking at the full body of work, um, I want to chalk this up as just a bad stretch. And obviously this is the worst period of time to have a bad stretch when you're in the the, the tournament and it's a one-and-done situation. And you just have to hope and pray that it's just one of those things where it's, it's something that you'll never see in your lifetime and, when it comes crunch time, he can be depended on to to answer the bell when it's time to be called. But uh, with what the Cowboys did, I would have done the same thing myself. So there's really not too much I can add to it. Okay. Hey, what would you do? Oh, shit. Uh, with the kicker? <laughs> Let that motherfucker kick. <laughs> like, what, are, what are we debating here? You know, kickers get in slumps. So it happens. Hey, they made it up. They got the dub. Yeah, have a nice, good talking to him. Maybe a swift kick in his own ass. And, man, get out there and do your job. As a matter of fact, hit 50 before you leave the stadium today, too. Yeah. Serious, <laughs> man. Okay, sir. Yeah, I think the Cowboys did the right thing. I would have said, I didn't even know they did, that they did this. I would have signed another kicker. And what I would do is, I mean, assuming they're competent, right? Scout the right kicker. But what I would do is if, if Mar, let's say his last name, if he, if he misses an extra point or a kick early in the game, bench him because it's obviously going to continue on into this game versus San Francisco. Um, that way you have your insurance policy. You take out the risk that he still has the yips, and you just move forward within that game to give yourself a chance to have a kicking game within that game that could perhaps be competent. Yeah, so what some people do not know is this is Maher's second stint with the Cowboys. And his first stint, he was very good for a while, and then he tailed off, and then they released him. And they brought him back this year. He's been gone for a few years. They brought him back. He had a strong year. A lot of people thought he missed three field goals. He missed three extra points, uh, kicked a 61-yard field goal, um, which I think was a a club record. Um, A lot of people thought he was a Pro Bowl snub compared to what other kickers did outside of Justin Tucker, who's just on another level. Um, Nobody can outkick that guy. But, um, you know, I – I don't have a problem with signing another kicker to the practice squad. My problem is if you're going to elevate him to the 53 or the 48, whatever the number is for the playoffs, then who are you sitting? You clearly had an issue with your offensive line. JP, Jason Peters got hurt. I'm not even sure he's going to play on Sunday. Early indications are he may miss Sunday's game. So you've got that issue you've got to deal with. You're still figuring out your secondary. I'll go. I think they got. I think they might have finally figured it out. 
but you've been carrying one or two extra cornerbacks and having a rotation there. So I'm just wondering if you're going to elevate this guy, number one, who are you not, who are you sitting? And number two, are you sending a message of support to your kicker? Are you, you know, putting more pressure on him that he doesn't need? You know, what I would have done is, so what happens during the game if Maher slips and twists his ankle and can't kick? You have a contingency plan, right? The punter goes in, or there's usually somebody on the team, you know, that was a kicker in high school or a kicker in college, and he's your backup, he's your emergency kicker. I would have taken that person, and I would have had them do a few extra kicks and be ready. Be ready. I would have went to Kellen Moore, and I would have said, have a half a dozen of two-point conversion, your best two-point conversion plays, ready to go. And then I would have told Maher, it's over, it's done. Look at what happened to Dak against Washington, and look at how he played. He turned the switch on. You had a bad night, it's over, let it go. Because he made the last one, which was good for him. But if you saw the look on his face, the look was like, what the hell is wrong with me? Like, he, he and, and I don't blame him because he's a team player and he doesn't want to be the reason the team loses. And thank God they blew out Tampa Bay, so it was a non-issue. But I know he's thinking, what if we needed these four points? What if we needed these, you know, to win? And I lost the game, and I know he's carrying that around with him. So they got to he they got to let he got to let that go, turn the page, and get ready. And I would have had your backup kicker ready to kick, or and or have your two point conversions. As Dak said, why aren't we going for two? <laughs> that was a funny video. <laughs> Woo. Um. Anywho, um. man, before we get off the top, no seriously. Thank you, okay. Thank you man. Listen. You don't know how happy I am y'all actually won that game because I understand what the last game of the season for Dallas looked like. When they got matched up with Tampa Bay, and we discussed this on this show, like, I don't know, three weeks, two, maybe, maybe a solid three weeks ago, when we were talking about playoff scenarios, yep. when we were talking about what teams we feel like, yeah, you don't want to get matched up with Dallas or the Eagles or whatnot. Tampa Bay was one of them. Minnesota was another. But the fact that we get to the end of the season and Tampa Bay has a losing record, they were not a good football team. Right. And then the playoff starts and everybody's like, yeah, man, yeah, yeah, Tom Brady, the playoff Tom Brady. Man, I don't give a shit. It's still the same guy. <laughs> Dallas has no right losing this game. I would have been pissed to see Dallas lose this game simply because I'm just like, you know what, something's truly wrong. Because y'all have no, you're a more talented team. You were supposed to do what you did to a bad football team. Hey, this is also why I still am for division winners to get a playoff berth and not fucking home field advantage. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah. They don't deserve home field. Seven. What is that? Yeah. Even in 500. Well, luckily, luckily, I do want to say at least all of us had, I mean, Dallas winning big, right? For yeah. us, it really wasn't a question. Hey, I just want to remind you just, that you initially Dallas, said, just, you said reluctantly. You, you, you were, you, you, it felt like it hurt for you to pick Dallas last week. It, it did hurt because I wanted to see Brady win, but I knew – my football acumen told me that Dallas was going to win big, and that's what I said, and that's what. Wait, you used that thing? Yeah, yeah I said Dallas was going to win big. 
that football right. argument thing? You, you use that? No, I said <laughs> I, I, well, we can pay it back. I said Dallas would blow them out. Yeah, because <laughs> they said a better overall team. This is the team that Tampa came in with a losing record in the playoffs. You can't do this thing. It's better for football, man. I wanted to see 49ers and Dallas. That's what I wanted this to see. This was the Tom Brady Rematch. effect. This was the Tom Brady effect. That guy, as, as uh, Herm, good to see Herm back with ESPN, uh, says he calls him Captain mm-hmm. America. Captain America is going up against America's team. The, the, the ESPN did a tremendous job of hyping this game. They did, like I said, you know, ESPN is 10 minutes away. Jay knows where they are and correspondence to, you know, Bristol and, you know, and, and it was funny. I was listening to ESPN radio. I was driving somewhere today and the, the host on ESPN radio was talking about, they were talking about pizza and they're like, yeah, but there's no pizza that's around here in Bristol. And I'm like, oh yeah, you guys are right here in Bristol. Sometimes I forget that their worldwide headquarters is 10 minutes down the road from me, but they did a trip. There's a reason why they're who they are. There's a reason why ESPN is the worldwide leader because they did an amazing job. I can't wait to see the, the ratings of this show. By the way, not for nothing, but if you look at the regular season ratings, the Cowboys have four of the top five viewed games in the regular season, including the number one game, number three, number four, number five. I think Monday night's game is going to blow it all away. And I think the only game – now, we'll see what happens with San Francisco and further in, but the Cowboys are just a ratings machine. And ESPN knew that, and they did a great job. But unfortunately, that also meant the haters were able to come out like Bart, Bart Scott and, and – you know, Rex, Rex Ryan and some of these guys coming out and saying that, you know, is terrible and the Bucks are going to win and they got Tom Brady on there and everybody hyped Tom Brady. And maybe five years ago, Tom Brady would have been enough. Maybe. Um, yeah, I don't even know. Not even with this team. I don't even think a prime Tom Brady had enough. This team, Dak played, and, and let's give the man credit because I called him out myself a few weeks ago, and he played – a immaculate game. He played a game on the level of a four horseman. Now, I'm not saying I'm ready to put him there. Uh, I'm sure we're going to have those conversations in the off season, but that's what a four horseman looks like. That's what we're talking about. And he just played a tremendous game. So we all knew that the Cowboys were the better team, but we also knew the Cowboys history of kind of folding. We also knew that Tom Brady was over there and you always have this funny feeling like, and, hey, I ain't going to lie. You know, when they when they got that onside kick for a minute, <laughs> just for a minute, I was like, all right now. <laughs> all right now. Uh, this ain't about to happen, you know. But um, I'm happy the Cowboys won. I'm happy that we get to finally go into the next round. And now I get to hear it for this week, how they have no chance. I heard it all last week. Now I'm hearing it again. No chance against the 49ers. No chance. We're going to talk about that in a few minutes. But um, let's. Pick some games because that will allow us to talk about a few other teams other than the Cowboys. By the way, in case y'all forgot, um, how about them Cowboys? Just wanted to let y'all know that. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, and I have to play this because I can because I love this one too. You know, uh, playoffs. Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? No, Jim. We are actually going to talk about the playoffs. Yes, we are. So, first game that we get to pick and discuss. I love all four of these games, by the way. I think it was another great football weekend. 
I hope everybody, you know, uh, I don't know, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing a steak Sunday night. I'm doing a ribeye Sunday for the Cowboy game. Didn't do one this past weekend, but I'm doing one Sunday, ribeye. Um, Sunday, I mean, I'm sorry, Saturday, 4.30 NBC, the Jaguars against, um, came back. Oh, can I just say one thing real quick, though? Um, Dak Prescott, no turnovers. None. Trevor Lawrence had turnovers. Justin Herbert had turnovers. Josh Allen Dak had Dak Prescott turnovers. was amazing. Dak Prescott played an amazing game. Uh, but what my point is, sometimes quarterbacks have turnovers. It doesn't mean they're bums. It happens. Trevor Lawrence threw four interceptions in the first half. They came back and won. Two, four touchdowns in the second. Incredible. Be a bum. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, come on. You know, like, let's stop. Let's stop yeah. taking one game and making it about someone's entire career or someone's entire season. The the best quarterbacks have those kind of games, and we saw it this weekend. We saw turnovers from top quarterbacks. So it happens. That's all I have to say. I even tweeted like, um, oh, you mean other quarterbacks besides Dak have turnovers? Who knew? I tweeted that over the weekend. Okay. Well, the most the best quarterbacks take chances with the ball because they trust their right. arm and they trust themselves making plays too. Brett Favre, right? One all-time great. How many interceptions did he throw? How many chances did he take? How many chances yeah. did he win? It happens. Well, Josh, Josh yeah. Allen this past weekend too. You know, it is yeah. what it is. Yeah, it is what it is. Okay, Jags. Is their amazing run over because they are handling? They are heading to to Kansas City to face the number one seed juggernaut. Kansas City Chiefs. Now, I'm pretty sure we're all going to pick the Chiefs. But because it's the playoffs, I'm going to let you guys um, do it individually. I'm not going to do what, what Train does during a regular season, okay? We're going, we're going, I'm going to let y'all, uh, you know, say your piece. I, I'm actually going to start this one. I want to start this one because I don't have much to say. Um, Patrick Mahomes. Boom. That's it. That's all I got to say. Chiefs. Okay. Um, K-Star. Who you got and why? Yeah, I got – I mean, they, this is a re, replay of early in the year. Jags – or uh, Chiefs won, I think, 27-17 or something to that point. Mahomes threw four touchdowns to see another four – I'm sorry, another three to five touchdown game from Mahomes. There's two complete of a team. You know, the challenge too big. Jacksonville took a nice, healthy step in the right direction for the future. But, you know, there's not a team, I think, that can uh, challenge Kansas City uh, through all four quarters. So, Kansas City – Okay. Um, JB? Yeah, ditto. Kansas City as well. Um, and the Jags had a, a great season. Their their rebuild is, is almost complete. They're, they're obviously a much better team than what anybody expected, but Chiefs just have too much. And, and I think this might be a more complete team without having the cheetah there. Not a better one, but maybe more complete because other players have had to step up, and he's got to spread the ball around. And um, they still have a running game that's been um, very physical with, I think, that rookie Pacheco. And, and also, I think Clyde Edwards-Hilaire might be activated in time, if I'm not mistaken. So that gives more added depth and another weapon for Mahomes. Um, so, yeah, too much Chiefs in this one. Let me ask you a question, though. Wouldn't – them being a more complete team makes them a better team? Depends on, on one's definition. It could. I think they were, they were great before. Um, 
I think just it's forcing other players to step up and just makes it makes it more more difficult to defend. So, I mean, it's it's possible that it could make them a better team, uh, being more complete. Okay, Doctor Train. Jeez. <laughs> I mean, really, man, what are we doing? <laughs> yeah. Hey man, look, I got to show the run here. Come on, work with me, bro. Work with me. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, all right. Uh, here's another one that could go very similarly. Um, this is Saturday night. You know, you guys got plans. You got to go out to the club, whatever you may want. You may not want to do that. You may want to stay home and watch the game. I'm going to be home. I'm going to be I'm not going to the club Saturday night. I'm going to be home on my couch with some ribs, probably some ribs Saturday night, thinking about some ribs or some wangs. I don't know. The New York football Giants traveling to Philly to play the Eagles, division rivals. Um, Giants looked really good against Minnesota, but Minnesota is Minnesota. None of us on this show believed in Minnesota all year long. They, they barely, barely cracked any of our top fives all year, and rightfully so. And, and I've been very clear on the record. I don't believe in Kirk Cousins. I think he's a great businessman. He's made a ton of money. Good for him. But as far as, you know, being a quarterback, and at least now we can put to bed that Dak Prescott is just Kirk Cousins, okay? Because Kirk Cousins on his best day couldn't play what couldn't do what Dak did Monday night, so I don't want to hear that mess. Um, so the Giants had a nice win. Um, you know, three of us picked the Giants. There was there was one dissenter who picked the Vikings. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But now they go against the number one seed, a team that a lot of people consider it the best team in the NFL for much of the year, but a team that's got a quarterback that's still recovering from a shoulder injury. And all the insider reports are that he's better, but it really won't fully heal until the off season. He really needs some time to rest for it to fully recover. So that being said, is that enough for the resurgent giants with a great head coach who has got uh Daniel Jones playing as good as he's ever played. And I found it funny that um, Jason Garrett got called out because you were the offensive coordinator last year. Just saying. My old head coach. (laughs) But anyway, uh, this one I'm going to start with JB. Again, this could be very similar, but give you guys a chance. Giants at the Eagles. Who you got, JB? Hmm. I'm actually going to go with the Eagles, um, and and I'm looking at the spread at seven and a half. I don't think they're going to cover. I think it's going to be coming down to the kicking game. Ironically, um, even with Jalen Hurts having a bum shoulder, um, I think they have enough weapons on offense. Uh, that stout offensive line it seems like has been consistent all year, and that defense. They're they're a a top flight defense that I don't think gets enough credit. And um, I think they'll pin their ears back and come after Daniel Jones. Uh, it's going to be a close one because of being a divisional game. Even though Philly's won the first two meetings and everybody talks about how hard it is to, to beat a team three times, has happened before. And I believe it's going to happen again. So I'm going to take the Eagles in a close one. Okay. it's a lot of talking for a pretty clear pick. But anyway, you got the Eagles. All right. K-Star, who you got? Now the Eagles, they're just a more complete, better football team, more talented, top to bottom. Train. Eagles. <laughs> um, 
I'm just messing with my brother because I can. Um, I wanted to pick the Giants in the upset because if the Giants win and the Cowboys win, then the Cowboys host the NFC Championship game in Dallas. So I wanted to pick the Giants. And I still want the Giants to win, but there's no way. I, I don't see this. I think I think, I think uh, Justin, uh, Jalen Hurts with a broke arm is still going to be enough to beat the Giants. The Giants are going to play tough. Division game, Jay's right. It's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting game. I don't know if it's gonna be close. I, I think I don't know if they'll cover, but I think they'll win by at least a touchdown. Um it's over for the Giants. Time to go home, Giants. Bye. Um so we had the two warm up games, the two number one seeds. Now we go to Sunday. Now we go to now we go to the two competitive games. Now we go to the action. Now we go to the games that who knows who's gonna pick who, right? Okay. Who knows? First game, the rematch. We all know what happened Monday night a few weeks ago. And thank God DeMar Hamlin is home recovering. Um, will Will he show up at the game Sunday? That's my question. Not to be answered. It's rhetorical. But will he show up to support Buffalo? Can you imagine the emotional lift of him being at the game? And him going into the locker room and seeing his team and then being in the owner's booth and being there with the commissioner and they show him on the Jumbotron and oh my God. And you know what? He deserves every bit of it. God bless this. God bless the young man. Um, but that said, you got Joe Cool. You got Cincinnati. We didn't get to see it a few weeks ago. We get to see it Sunday, first game. And this game, for anyone interested, three o'clock Sunday on CBS. My quarterback, Tony Romo and Jim Nance, calling this one. Great, great duo. Um, let's start with Train. Train. Who you got on this one? Man, now we can have a discussion. Yes, sir. All these discussions about the Jaguars and the Giants gives a shit. Um, <laughs> nobody wants to see them. <laughs> 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 This is um this is a game that's that's been waiting. Like I said, I was I was disappointed that it didn't get that it didn't get played, you know, because of the implications it was gonna have on seeding and, and all of that and who's playing at home and whatnot. And um I, I am I, I am def, I'm definitely going with the Bills on this one, but I expect this to be to be close. Um it's uh the the the, the, the Bengals are are, are truly a a feisty team, but uh, it, it you know everything runs through Joe Burrow, and the same thing with with the Bills. I just think the Bills just have a little bit more in regards to defense, but that may be because I'm just not familiar with Cincinnati's you know Cincinnati's defense. But they both have the ability to, to score, put up mad points. But I, I just a slight edge to the Bills uh, on this one, man. So my pick. Nice. Okay. J B F. What do you think? I am going with the Bills and I would love to be in that stadium if DeMar Hamlin comes out there just to feel the electricity. I mean that's that holy cow. Um that would be great. But um even if they don't I'm still taking the Bills. I think Joe Cool is cool but uh he's not cool enough to beat the Bills. Not this Sunday. Going with them. Okay. K-Star. 
Yeah, I'm going with Buffalo. I talked a little bit earlier. My concern about Bengals off of the line. They lost another starter last week after losing, I believe, their tackle in week 18 and 17. So I'm going to go with uh, Buffalo. You know, they're at home. They have that crowd, which, and it's going to be ruckus. Uh, and, and I just think they're going to give the Bengals off the line some problems up front. Yeah, pretty good start seven in Buffalo. I'm going to go with the Bills in the close one. It should be a lot of fun this game. Yeah, K-Star, you really hit on something key is the Bengals' offensive line has been a question mark all year round, so that's something to consider. Um, and Josh Allen legs, not to make everything about Dallas, but we won, so I don't really care. Uh, um, did you see Dak Prescott use his legs more Monday night, especially that fake he yep. went around his board? Like, it is clear this mm. league, another reason why I'm – hoping Tom Brady retires. You know, the, the the pocket quarterback is a thing of the past. It's not gone, but it's just to have that extra dimension. Train knows about this with, with Justin Fields. To have that extra dimension of a quarterback that is a threat to run is just something that's becoming kind of like we need that. And I know Joe, Joe Burrow moves around in the pocket and he's got a little mobility, but nothing like what Josh Allen brings to the table. That guy, like, runs, and then he runs over you. He's a big boy. And I think that, to watch his legs and him, his ability to scramble and pick up third downs and turn them into first downs, and then the Cincinnati uh, O-line. Now, Joe Burrow's a bad boy. We can't, you know, he, he, he's a winner. He's got Chase and some other weapons, uh, you know, Higgins. And so it's going to be a good game, but I'm with you guys on um, I think the Bills, and then, Jay, you know, you, you nailed it. If, if DeMar Hamlin, and I just something in my heart says he didn't go um, to the last game that they played but um, last weekend, but just something tells me that, you know, this being the Bengals game and because the Bengals, and, you know, like it just makes sense that if he physically can be there, that he's going to be there. It just makes sense. It's just it's – just, it's like – it's like perfect story. Like you can't you can't write this in a script and put it on a movie theater. You know, a month ago the guy was dead on the field. He literally his heart stopped. He was dead. He was clinically dead on the field. And then a month later he he comes out, um, kind of like y'all ever see the old Christopher Reeve commercials? Christopher Reeve played the first Superman in the movie theaters, and he had a horse riding accident and he was paralyzed. And then they did a commercial with him talking about, like, you know, 30 years down the road, 50 years down the road, and what can happen with paraplegics. And he, and he was literally, they had him walking across the stage. It was all CGI and stuff. But I remember that commercial. I'm like, wow, I wonder if that, you know, that would ever happen. And, and it was just the effect of seeing Christopher Reeves walking again was, like, amazing, even in a commercial. And that's what I think of to see DeMar Hamlin, who was – out and they saved his ass thank god and now he shows up oh it could be it could be mad i might choke up i ain't gonna lie i might choke up i absolutely might choke up seriously i ain't gonna lie i ain't got no shame in my game all right so we got three games down we've all picked the same now ladies and gentlemen let's get ready to rumble hey t before you get to it, I just want to back up one thing you said real quick about the about the modern day quarterback and pocket passers and such. Even the young pocket passers are all mobile. 
Dax Mobile, Herbert's Mobile, Lawrence is Mobile. Even Burrow, you know, he's not as mobile as some of those guys, but Burrow, he, he scrambles a lot too. Mahomes is mobile. It's definitely a evolved into a you have to have legs in order to move the chains for the league. Um, so I just thought that was a good point. I wanted to back, back that up because every single quarterback that's left remaining uh, has a little bit of mobility to it. Well, thank you for your support. I feel so much better now. So, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, as I was about to say before I was supported, let's get ready to rumble! <laughs> Sunday night in this corner, a team that has been considered the juggernaut of the NFC, a team that many say is the best team in the NFL, certainly many consider the best team in the NFL, a rookie quarterback, Mr. Irrelevant, six games in a row, stout defense, weapons on offense, Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuels, this team is almost unbeatable, they are hosting. America's team, Dallas Cowboys, resurrected like the Phoenix from the ashes, claimed to be dead after an atrocious performance in week 18 against the Washington Commanders and came back and maybe sent Tom Brady into retirement. Dak Prescott, C.G. Lamb, Micah Parsons, T.Y. Hilton, Wolf Hunter is back. This team, are they better than San Francisco? That is debatable. Maybe not. But are they hitting their stride just in time? In the NFL, we've seen that sometimes what's better than talent is when you get hot. This team could be getting hot just at the right time to go into San Francisco and pull what many would consider to be an upset. Whatever it is, this should be a tremendous game. JB, Dallas Cowboy fan, I'm going to let you go first on this one. Who you got and why? Well, you know I got the boys, and um, it reminds me of the end of Bad Boys, speaking of boys, where Will Smith turns to Martin Lawrence and yells at him and says, that's how you drive. From <laughs> now on, that's how you drive. Yeah, yeah. And when I saw the Cowboys game, that's what I wanted to say to them. That's how you play football. From now on, that's how you play football. I want to see 60 minutes of that happen again and there's no reason why it can't they know that this team is is has got some some horses over there they've got some they've got some some dogs over there no question about it debo cmc iu they, they've got folks over there that can play but boys seem prepared for it they seem ready to play they they seem to have gotten whatever funk out of their system with the washington game they got it out now they've got something really significant to play for. Everybody said, including us on the show, they beat Tampa Bay. They, they should have beaten Tampa Bay, and they did beat Tampa Bay. Now we've got naysayers out there as well that run's about to be over. First time they've had a road win in, what, 30 years, close to it? Did another one. Do it again. Because the only time you're going to prove naysayers wrong is when you do it again. So I'm imploring them to do it again. Get after Purdy. Make him an irrelevant selection like he was in the draft. Mystery relevant. Bring him back down to earth and play complimentary football. Defense to offense, offense to defense. And for heaven's sake, 
Maher make a field goal or an extra point, I swear for Lord, because he's going to be needed. And I hopefully someone's had a little chit-chat with him, got in his ear and told him, get all that stuff out your system because they're going to need it for, for this game. So definitely going Cowboys in a dogfight reminiscent of the 90s, but they have the, the weapons, the guns, and the mentality to do it. Okay. Uh, K-Star, who you got and why? Man, oh, man, oh, man. The Niners are the better football team, ladies and gentlemen. <clears throat> they run the ball better. They have more weapons. They're the better defense. But I'm picking the Cowboys, and I don't feel great about it, but I believe that they have the ingredients to beat this Niners team. You know, the Niners have faced the easiest schedule in football, and I think that has actually given them this aura that people aren't really taking into account, especially Brock Purdy. He hasn't really been challenged by good defenses. This is probably the best ball hawk remaining defense in the league with the Cowboys. So, And this is an offense that could push the Niners' defense to their limits. We've seen the Kansas City Chiefs go into San Francisco and put up 40-plus. We've seen a, another common team put up uh, a good stat line in San Francisco as well. We saw what Geno could do. Now, do we think that Brock Purdy is going to be able to get away with some of those balls that he threw versus the Niners? Or, I'm sorry, versus Seahawks that probably should have been picked? I don't think so. As, as great as the Niners, I think they are as a team. I, I think that the quarterback X factor really makes a difference. And I just think Dak's a better player, and that's clear to anyone. But I think that makes a big difference in this game because the matchup. They work in both ways for, this, for both teams, and I think Dallas is just best equipped to be thrown San Fran. Um, so I'm going to go with Dallas. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? I, I, I have to say, I had already written 49ers down. I, I, I have to say I am pleasantly surprised. I thought if anyone was going to pick the Niners, it was going to be K-Star, the generally resident cowboy hater on this show. Uh, so <laughs> I am surprised. So good for you. My initial lead was the Niners. Yeah, I know. I, I the, more, the, more, the more I looked into it, I'm like, man, I just, I just, yeah, there, yeah, there's yeah. a lot of matchups going on Dallas's way. So yeah. that's what I went with. We um, lost Dr. Train. And I, I'm I'm waiting for him to return because um, so he could make his pick. But um, we 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 lost him. I'm not sure what happened and why. And I'm kind of hoping that he um, comes on because. Um, dilly dilly. Exactly. I'm trying to understand what what's what's going on right here. Um, so train, I don't, I don't, you know, you know, I got no text from him either. Train, train, where are you? <laughs> I feel like the Jetsons. Train, stop this crazy thing. All right, well then, fuck it, I'll just go, and then he can come on after me if he calls back in. Um, you know, we already know I'm gonna pick the Cowboys. Um, you know, but fun fact is that Kyle Shanahan 
the head coach of the 49ers, was Dan Quinn, the defensive coordinator for the Cowboys. He was his offensive coordinator back when the Falcons played the Patriots in the Super Bowl in blue on a 29-3 to or some outrageous lead that they blew um, because they didn't run the ball in the second half, and Patriots came back and won that Super Bowl. Um, So Shanahan was the offensive coordinator, and Dan Quinn was the head coach. I say that to say that clearly these two will know each other, and I think that that serves both of them, actually, that they were on the same staff and, and they know each other. But I think K-Star kind of, you know, when you talked about Purdy and who he's played, I think what people aren't understanding is, number one, he hasn't really played a high level of competition. And number two, he's six games in as a rookie. There's a reason a rookie has never taken a team to the Super Bowl. Now, if San Francisco gets to the Super Bowl, I don't know that they would count this technically because he didn't play most of the year, but there's a reason. Um, I think Quinn is going to show him things he hasn't seen all year. I think Quinn is going to send him looks that he's not going to be ready for. He's not going to be prepared for. You know, and the Dallas defense is one of the highest pressure defenses. Actually, the number one defense for pressures and either number two or number three for sacks in the NFL. I expect them to be all over this guy from the get-go. You know, literally, as they say, they should be all over him from the, from the parking lot. <laughs> as soon as they pull into the stadium, they should be all over him. Um, against Tampa Bay, Dallas lost. Tampa Bay won the toss, and they deferred. So Dallas had the ball first. Turned out to be a moot point. Neither team scored on their first or second um, possession. But I really hope that Dallas wins the toss and can defer so that they can stick their defense out there and set the tone, and they can get the ball first in, in foreign territory in the second half. I think that those little, those little subtle things can make a big difference. But putting the defense out there and setting that tone and getting Micah ready to go and getting D-Law ready to go, and, you know, it looks like the secondary is tightened up. They picked up – they got another guy out there that they uh, brought in. I can't remember his name. It's, it's, it's a complicated name, but he played really well. That's why you didn't Xavier see Rhodes? No, 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 not Xavier Rose. Xavier Rose. <laughs> That's a complicated name. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, Xavier Rhodes is a veteran they brought in, and, you know, I, I saw one play where uh, if Mike Evans could catch, it was a touchdown. He ran right by Xavier Rhodes. So um, I don't yeah. even know how many snaps he got, but I wasn't impressed. Um, maybe he's the one that's going to be, you know, taking the, taking the, getting taken off the roster so they can put the, the, the kicker they, they signed on. I don't know. Um, but, no, there's another guy. I can't remember his name. It was, it was like an African name. But um, he looked really good. He looks really good. So um, I expect it. But, you know, I am not a blind supporter of my team to not realize who we're playing and how well they played. And Kittles and Bosa and McCaffrey and Debo. And I know what we're going up against. And I know we're in foreign territory, although I expect there to be a lot of cowboy colors in that stadium. But this is going to be a dogfight. So – I look oh, yeah. forward to this game. Anybody that knows me, I don't call me, don't text me. I don't want to hear. I don't want it. I don't want nothing. Let me enjoy this game. Could be the last game my team plays, or maybe it sends us to the NFC Championship game 
against the Eagles or the Giants. And the beauty is we'll know. We'll know who's next if we win. But I thoroughly expect so, a competitive game, and I expect the Cowboys to play well, and I expect them to play well enough to win. So, so one thing I want to point out, um, I, I lost it when I was talking about the other team that was a decent that put up points against San Francisco. It was actually the Raiders. They put up 34 points. Josh Stidham, their backup, put up 365 and three. I mean, yeah. Don't be wrong. The Niners have a good defense, but they've also demonstrated that they can give up big games. We've seen it a few times this year. They've had a very easy schedule. I mean, Gino was on fire first half. I, I just think that again, I wanted to pick the Niners, but the more I look at it, I just I think I think Dallas probably wins the turnover battle. Honestly, I think that's probably the difference, and I think it's going to be a razor tight game. Yeah, I watched the ending of that game and still looked like Joe Montana other, up to that last pass yeah. where where he threw an interception and the game was over. But, hey, they took him to overtime, and this is the Raiders we're talking about. We're not talking about a juggernaut team yeah. here. Okay, this is the Raiders. Bad defense. That was a good one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is, this is a much more winnable game than the pundits will tell you on TV. The pundits will say San Francisco's the best team in the league. San Francisco's this, San Francisco's that. I'm sitting there saying, did y'all just see what Dallas did? Did y'all not see? Did y'all not see what Dallas did most of the year? I mean, y'all getting blinded by one loss against Washington, but did y'all not see some of the wins that the Cowboys had? I mean, before Burrow got on his giddy-up, we took them out. Before we realized the Rams were fraudulent, we took them out. We smacked uh, Minnesota in their stadium. Heck, we took out um, – uh, uh, Philly, although they had Gardner Minshew, but we put Frody Bodyberger on that stout defense, and then with our backup quarterback, um, you know, lost by nine points to Philly against their starting quarterback. Like this is a good team. This is a team that's going to compete. And yeah, they had one dud of a game. Who knows? How do we know, honestly, that they didn't say, "Look, there's no way that Philly's not going to win this game and get the number one seed." So let's play to win, but you know what? We're going to make this a very vanilla approach. We're not going to expose anything to anyone scouting us, okay? And if it looks like we had a chance and we need to turn it up in the second half, then that's what we'll do. Like, I don't know what goes on in these locker rooms and in these phone discussions and in these headsets, you know, because for a team to go from looking that bad to the way they looked Monday night, I don't know. It's a bit suspect to me. It's a bit suspect to me. But regardless, this is going to be a great game. This is going to be a great game. Oh, yeah. I'm excited. Oh, yeah. And um, congratulations to Cowboys Nation. Congratulations, you know what, to all the loyal fans out there, to all the fans that stick by your team through thick and thin, to all your fans that follow your team, that listen to the press conferences, that go on the website, you know, that understand what's going on with your team. Heck, JB knew that Cowboys signed. I didn't even realize they signed a kicker. I had to Google it when he said it because I must have missed it. But that's what fans do. And kudos to all the fans that are supporting your team no matter what. And all y'all haters and all y'all bandwagon riders and all that, I got no time for y'all. I don't even really want to address y'all. Seriously, you know, go 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 play Candy Crush or something. Leave me alone. Seriously, got no time. Um, all right, well, I don't know what happened to Train. I'm a little, now I'm wondering, you know, I hope he's okay. Maybe, you know, I, he could have been, I think he was calling from work. And maybe something came up at work, or I, I don't know. But I uh, hope he's hope everything's okay. But um, he can text us his pick because um, we're gonna get on out of here now. 
Unless he comes on while we're saying our goodbyes, then I'll bring him on. If not, um, let's just get on out of here. Um, so, uh, final words. Let's go to JP. You're great. Wild card weekend, super wild card weekend. Um, definitely enjoyed watching the game. Looking forward to watching these uh, final four games that we have remaining. Um, really hoping for competitive action. Obviously, Cowboys coming out with another victory, and uh, we'll talk about it Tuesday, provided the site is up and running. We'll talk about it again on Tuesday, so look forward to it. All right. Thank you, sir. K-Star, final words. Yeah, really open Saturday. It's a good day in terms of competitive football games. I mean, I know the matchups don't look ideal on paper, but, man, these heart, you know, it sounds corny, but heart plays a big factor into it. And um, you do have a team in the Jags and the Giants that believe in themselves and what they're doing and their new coaching program. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping the games are closer. I'm hoping that there's a lot of intrigue on Saturday. I expect Sunday to be completely compelling. I'm hoping Saturday is too. And I uh, can't wait to, to watch these divisional playoff games. Okay. Well, we are in the playoffs. We're in the divisional round. We're a few weeks away from the Super Bowl. I hope everybody enjoys the games. I hope everybody enjoys the weekend. We'll be back, as Jay said, assuming Frog Talk Radio is ready to host us. We'll take a, a, a closer look at these four games, and we'll look at the conference championships. And uh, so for Dr. Train, who vanished on us, uh, for JB and for K-Star, I want to thank you for tuning in to the Madden Voice. Hey, we're the place that will always tell you what you haven't heard. We'll see you next week.